every parent, they have the responsibility to instill in their children the values that they believe are best. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudoua, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So, Andrew, this is our Homeschool 101 podcast. You had actually suggested this oh, many episodes ago, saying, hey, how about if we spend some time talking to those who are homeschooling, who think they might want to homeschool, maybe they only homeschool part-time, and just see if we can offer some encouragement and some tips for them. Yeah, we we got that idea once there were kind of the unintentional, accidental COVID schoolers who mm-hmm. found themselves at home with their kids, right. what do they do and what can we do to help? And I think that's been a lot of fun. So yeah, so today, it continues. Yeah, so today is that episode. And we are so fortunate to have in our podcast recording studio, Yvette Hampton, who is a movie star <laughs> or who is about to become a movie star in two days. So today, November 10th, we're launching this podcast and are with Yvette Hampton, and she is going to announce the movie that she is starring in. So Yvette, welcome. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I'm very excited. I, I don't know that I would call myself a movie star, but more more homeschool mom. That's more fitting for me. <laughs> well, you can be both. Sure. Yeah. And, I and I guess you, it also defines, it depends how you define star. Right. Right. Uh, but you are a, a main player yes. in the movie. And I cannot remember when I first met you. It must be at least four years ago. I can remember. (laughs) It was actually almost five years ago, uh, which is astonishing to me. Uh, But it was five years ago we started production on this film called Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. That's the full title of the movie. And my husband, he worked in the Hollywood film industry for many years. And then the Lord put it on his heart to make this homeschool documentary because we are a homeschool family. We're in our 11th year now of homeschooling. So we we started pre-production on it. And we started making our list of the people we wanted to have in the film. And you were at that top of that list. I said we, we had you know used IEW curriculum. And so I said, I really want to get Andrew Poudoua. And it seemed so far-fetched, like, how in the world do we even get a hold of this man? (laughs) And so somehow we got a hold of your email address, and Garrett sent you an email. And, I mean, it was within less than 24 hours you responded to him. And he, he just said, you know, we're making a documentary. I don't even think we had the name yet at that time. And um, would you be interested in, in us interviewing you? And you responded right away. And you said, I'd be happy to be interviewed. And we were like, wow, homeschool star. You're the homeschool star. Hem- homeschool celebrity, Andrew Pudua, <laughs> has it, said yes. It worked out that I happened to be doing some work in California. Right. And you were in California. Correct. At that time. 
And uh, so I just drove to, I guess it was your house or somebody's house. It, it was a friend of ours. Um, yeah. her, it was her house. She opened it up to us. Because we, we, well, our, our long backstory, which I won't tell the whole thing, we actually sold our home in California and everything in it. And we loaded up in an RV to travel the country to film this documentary. And so when you came, it was just a week before we were leaving California for good. So we didn't have a home anymore. We were staying with my in-laws uh, for those few weeks in between, you know, when our house closed and when we were leaving. So a friend of ours opened her home up to us. So it was, a, as one of my good friends, Shardell, always says, a divine appointment. Yes, it was certainly and, a divine and appointment. I had no idea what to expect, of course, but I showed up at this house and... You had lights and you had iPhones and I sat on a stool and you asked me questions and we we were going for a couple hours yes. at least. Yes. And I remember um, driving away thinking, well, that was interesting. <laughs> that was a tremendously long time. I wonder what's going to happen with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, fast forward five years, here we are. <laughs> it is now a movie. Um, and we did use real cameras as well. We didn't use just the iPhones, um, but but actually part of the movie was filmed on iPhones. Right. And, and yeah, so, well, you had a bunch of cameras. Yeah. I, cameras, lights, everything. I just remember thinking to myself, <laughs> you know, because I've done a little bit of video editing on my side, I thought, that's going to be a nightmare to right. figure out, you know, <laughs> of all that, what to use. I had no concept of the magnitude, the right. scope, the extent of video you Oh yes. what would be future perfect tense will have had collected uh, by the time you did it all. Yes, well we filmed all the way from December of 2016 when we filmed our first interview with you until summer of 2019 when we filmed with Heidi St. John. She was our last interview and so and um, we, you crisscrossed the country we did twice actually twice and you met a whole lot of my friends yes actually it was really interesting because i don't know if you remember this andrew but when you came and you interviewed with us at the end you know like i said you were our first kind of big interview and so at the end of your interview you said well if I were going to do this, here are some of the people I would consider. And, and and I think we may have even asked the question, you know, who who would you have? And so you made a list of people for us. And several of those people ended up in the movie because we really trusted you. And we said, well, if Andrew said they should be in the movie, let's pursue those people. And so I, I, I mean, a good handful of those people are in it, um, including... Uh, your your buddy, Andrew Kern, yep. uh, Sarah McKenzie, Dr. Christopher Perrin. Um, but the one that you said at the very end was you said, if you get anyone in this movie, it must be Heidi St. John. You've got to get Heidi St. John in the movie. And I knew who she was. But again, it seemed so far fetched. And we were like, well, OK. And so we just prayed our way through it. And the Lord opened the doors and um, allowed us to be able to get all of those people, plus many more. Plus, in the movie as well. plus many more. In fact, I had the the great privilege and joy of being able to preview mm -hmm. the not quite finished, but pretty close to finished version. And um, I was just amazed. I was astounded at how you weaved all these different dialogues of yeah. people and their stories and then your story and your family. And another kind of fascinating little coincidence was – I had been listening to a podcast, not a homeschool thing at all, not even an education. It was just a podcast. And I heard Carol Swain. Mm -hmm. And I was so impressed with this woman and her story. Right. 
And I tried to read about her, and I thought, oh, man, she'd be one of the most interesting people in the world to talk to. And then I saw your movie, and you had her in your movie. (laughs) I thought, if Yvette can get Carol Swain in her movie— I could get Carol Swain on a podcast, so we tried that, and we uh, we skyped her in, and uh, it was it was perfect. So, so let's back up a little bit. You said that Garrett felt okay. We have to make this movie. Mm-hmm. What what was the the conversation there in the very beginning? Like, we want to make a movie about homeschooling. Why? Sure. Well. The reason really that the Lord put it on his heart was because we said we would never homeschool. Um, we had been married for 11 years before our oldest daughter was born. And for 11 years, we said we would never homeschool. That's not for us. Homeschoolers are weird. We really bought into all of the misconceptions and negative stereotypes of homeschool families, which is kind of weird because we knew a lot of homeschoolers, but for some reason we, and they were our friends, but in our minds, we were thinking back to our own childhood mm-hmm. and what we thought homeschoolers were and, and what kind of people they were, which, you know, now looking back, I think a lot of those people were really wonderful people that we didn't know very many homeschoolers. You know, we both graduated high school in the early 90s. And so, you know, our schooling was during the 80s mostly. Um, so not many people homeschooled back then. So we only knew a few, but we still thought it was just weird. And so we said we would never do that to ourselves. We would never do that to our kids or our family. That's just ridiculous. And when it came time to actually put our oldest daughter in school, we lived in Los Angeles County. The school district there was as bad as you could imagine it being. And we just said, you know, we can't we can't put her in public school. Our plan all along had always been for me to work so that we could put our girls in a uh, private Christian school. Mm-hmm. As the Lord would have it, that year that she was going into kindergarten, I was pregnant with my youngest. And so I couldn't work because I was getting ready to have a baby. And so I, we talked to some friends at church, and they said, you know, why don't you just come to this homeschool conference with us and just hear about what homeschooling is about? And so we were like, fine, we'll go with you to this conference. It's <laughs> kindergarten. How hard can that be? And we went to this homeschool conference, and in one weekend alone, the Lord completely changed our hearts about homeschooling. And we got to see the blessings and the benefits of what it could do for our family. And we came away from that conference completely changed. And, and it wasn't a, like, we're going to try this for a year. We both came back and said, this is what we're going to do for our children for their whole entire childhood. And so because we had been on the other side of the fence and we didn't understand homeschooling until we went to this conference, and then we didn't really understand it until we got into it. And, you know, we went into it like so many others with our knees knocking and sweat on our brow. And we just didn't know what to expect. But we knew that this was what was best for our kids and for our family. And so we kind of jumped into it, but we still were scared and we still believed a lot of the negative stereotypes. And so Garrett had worked in the film industry and, you know, we by this time had really, you know, fast forward several years into our homeschooling, really grown passionate for homeschooling and not just for home education. It's not about the homeschooling. It's more about the family discipleship and the opportunity that we have to educate and train the hearts of our children. And so we had become so passionate about that. And we started sharing this with other people. And, you know, the Lord really just put it on Garrett's heart, actually, to couple those things together, his love for film and our love for homeschooling and film a documentary about it. So that's kind of how it was born. And at the same time, we felt like the Lord was calling us to leave California 
and we had no idea where we would go, but we just said yes, and we sold our house and all of our stuff loaded up in the RV, like I said, and we started traveling, and uh, we really wanted to get a very broad perspective of what homeschooling was not just in California, but nationwide. And so you were you were starting homeschooling, and then you gravitated into RV schooling. I mean, essentially, yes, you're sure. living in an yes. RV. Mm-hmm. So... That must have had some complexities to it. You've got a schedule. You're on the road. You've got the two girls. You're juggling curriculum and life. And what would you say were some of the most significant life lessons, experiences that your whole family had during the four years of travel? Sure. Well, man, it's been incredible because, one, instead of just looking at a map, we got to drive the map. And... It, our girls have now been to, I think, 32 states um, of the 50, which is incredible. Most adults haven't done that. And some of them have been driving through. Some of them have been just driving through the states. But it's been really exciting to get to actually drive this great country. I mean, it's incredible to see God's creation. So that's been a really fun thing. But one thing that we really realized was when, when we had our house, we had a beautiful schoolroom. I mean, it was literally the Pinterest schoolroom that every mom (laughs) desires. The walls were colorful. I had all the posters. I had a a massive bookcase with every book imaginable. I had a closet full of crafts and games and everything. And when we moved, we had to sell all of that because obviously, I mean, that room was bigger than our entire RV. Oh my. And so we had to get rid of it. And so we had to pare down to what was really necessary. And I will tell you, I had less stress homeschooling with a smaller amount than I had with an entire Mm. schoolroom full of curriculum and books and games and crafts and all the things that we think we need. And we, you know, like so many other homeschool, pretty much like every homeschool mom I know, we go into it thinking that we need to make our schoolroom look like a classroom. We need to make our school, our homeschool run like a classroom because it's what we grew up with. And we realized very quickly being on the road that God's creation is the classroom. Our our family is really the one who gets to set what the curriculum is, and we get to decide what is the most important thing. And one of the greatest things when we interviewed, actually, the very beginning of our interviewing, we interviewed a lady named Debbie, and she said, if all I ever had was the Word of God to teach my kids everything they needed to know, it would be enough. And that really stuck with me because I realized, you know, curriculum is great. Of course, we still use IEW and, you know, several other things, you know, for for teaching the different subjects. But if all we ever had was the Word of God, it would be enough. And so we that was the biggest lesson I learned is we don't need all of the things. You know, one of uh, Oliver DeMille's seven keys of great teaching, which I've spoken on from time to time, is simple, not complex. If you're if you're trying to do too much with too much to accomplish too much, you end up getting less done. And uh, Chris Perrin loves to quote the Latin, you know, more in less, mm-hmm. you know, multum in parvum, that in a way, simplicity is the key to better understanding, better depth, right. better experience. Right. And um, Lee Bortons gave a talk I happened to be at just a few months ago, and she said, you know, just look at the world around you mm-hmm. and you see the resources you have. Right. And yeah, you you may not have all of the resources you wish you had, but what you do have, parks, museums, right. libraries, friends. And I'm sure you 
experienced that. The girls, of course, must have had kind of a, a very different life from being in one place with one group of friends right. to meeting friends all over the place, which I think is kind of cool because, you know, as they get older, they will know people mm -hmm. in dozens of different oh, cities. Yes. And these will be relationships that they can touch on. Absolutely. Um, and, and lead to more adventures, I would guess. Yes. Yeah. It has been a great privilege to get to meet so many people all over the country. You know, we, we are from Southern California, and that was our bubble, and that was our comfort zone. And so we didn't venture out much outside of that. There was no real need to. Mm -hmm. And so all of our friends and family, for the most part, were there unless they had moved out of state. And now that we are out of there and, and have gotten to travel and go to conferences and conventions and, you know, interviewing different people, things like that, it has been such a blessing to really build these strong friendships with people, you know, like I said, literally all over the country. The bummer is, is that we have friends everywhere. And sometimes, you know, I just want to go have coffee with this one person and I can't because they're 2,000 miles away. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, we have to vir virtual right. coffee. <laughs> yes. So the movie is finished and it's going to be released in a couple days. Yes. Sarah. What's the uh, official day? Friday, November 12th. November 12th. Yes. And who, who should watch this movie? Everyone. I mean, yeah, everyone, <laughs> but, but a little more specifically sure. like, okay, Someone who's been homeschooling for 10 years yeah, yeah. or someone who's been homeschooling one year or someone who is right now thinking mm -hmm. about beginning homeschooling. What what could each of these different kind of groups of people gain from experiencing sure. your movie? We were very intentional when we wrote the narrative of the movie. You know, it's not scripted, of course, because it's a documentary, um, but the narrative is scripted. And and that actually kind of came in after all of the interviews, but we still had our storyline. And we were very intentional about wanting to meet the needs of all of those different groups of people. And so you've got the home, the, the, the parent who's maybe they've thought about homeschooling, but they don't really know because they don't understand it like we didn't. And they have all these misconceptions. They, 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 believe things about home education that are probably not true. Some of it might be true. It's hard. You know, I'm not going to say it's the easiest thing I've ever done. It's certainly not. No homeschool veteran will ever tell you that. But bring in those new homeschool moms or those who are just considering it and give them the hope and the encouragement that they need. The, you know, if you're if God's calling you to do this, which he is, he will equip you with everything you need to accomplish what he's called you to do. Um, so there's there are the parents on that side. Then there's the new homeschool mom who just needs that boost of encouragement that you can do this, you can stick with it. And here are all of these testimonials of people who have done that and who have done it very successfully. Then you've got the veteran homeschool mom who kind of falls into that same category. She's maybe been homeschooling for, you know, 15 years. And she just also needs that encouragement. Keep going, just keep going. It's worth it. Just keep going. You've got the grandparent who maybe they're negative towards homeschooling, again, because they don't get it. They mm. don't understand why their children are choosing to homeschool their grandchildren. And so having grandparents really understand. A big um, part of our audience is dads. There are a lot of moms who want to homeschool, mm. but dad is just saying, no, it's this too dangerous, like, too, it's too dangerous. Yeah. You're not a teacher. You're not organized enough, you know, whatever. And, and dads mean well. They want what's best for their children. Mm -hmm. But... When they, I think when dads often realize their responsibility 
to train the hearts up of their children and that that can best be done when your children are with you through their childhood and not away from you for over 16,000 hours of their childhood, dads open their eyes. I'll tell you, though, the most exciting audience and the most exciting response we've gotten from our test screening, and this was not one that was ever written into um, our idea of the movie and not anything I had ever considered, but several, when we sent out the movie for our test screeners, several families watched it together, and we got multiple responses from moms who said, I watched this with my teen or preteen, and after we finished watching it, they thanked me for homeschooling them, Wow! which was incredible because they got to see, oh, this is why you're homeschooling me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they see their neighbors who are going off to school and they're going to football games and they're going to, you know, all these fun pep rallies and proms and this and that. And, you know, a lot of homeschoolers still do those things today anyway, but they feel like they're missing out and they don't really know what's on the other side of that fence. And so it's been really eye-opening to these younger, to these homeschooled kids who were thanking their parents. And and when I say multiple, we had multiple completely separate from one another mm-hmm. who came back and said, my kid thanked me for homeschooling. Them. That, that is beautiful. And I can imagine kind of unexpected. It but, was. But yeah, it was. The, the thing I've been pondering a lot is that you know, there are people who do not even have children at all. Right. And yet they are realizing that homeschooling is kind of an expression mm-hmm. of the freedom that we have in this country yeah. that is that is vitally important to the well-being of the whole right. of the whole nation that individual rights options support systems legal structures and decisions that have come into being to support those people who do choose to homeschool, that actually supports everyone's liberty. Right. And I think that comes through to some degree in the movie as well. So I'm hoping that, you know, just general people who are interested in keeping America free, educational choice and options, and of course there's more and more kind of big names that are pointing to homeschooling as kind of a, a an expression of the fundamental right of parents right. to direct the upbringing and education of their children. Right. Because no matter what you believe, your beliefs are what your family believes. And so every parent should have the right, and not, not just the right, they have the responsibility to instill in their children the values that they believe are best. And so you can put them in a school that's teaching them everything contrary to what you believe as a family, you know, in our family, of course, you know, we're a Christian family. We want to teach our girls everything from a biblical worldview. So why would we put them in a classroom that's teaching them everything contrary to what we believe to be true? And, and it's true. I mean, no matter who you are, what you believe, every parent has the responsibility to bring up their children the way that they believe is the best way. Right. And, and what we're seeing in the broader homeschool world is more people are coming to that realization, Mm -hmm. even though there's a wider range of belief systems, right? right? And we know Muslim families Mm -hmm. that are choosing homeschooling in a way for the same reasons that the traditionally Christian homeschoolers have gone about it. And so 
I'm I'm hoping that there will kind of be this buzz, this word of mouth. I I will tell I will confess to you. <laughs> I did not expect that I would watch the whole thing. And and I'll tell you, I, it, were you just looking for your parts in the movie? No, I mean, I, if there's any part I would have liked to skip, it was watching myself, which I try to avoid always. But. I, I have noticed a lot of books that I buy, mm-hmm. they're about twice as long as they need to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't read them all. I've I've stopped in the middle of various films and things because, you know, time is valuable. Right. I'm getting older every day. I have less and less <laughs> of it available, and I don't want to read half a book that doesn't need to be read. Right. So I kind of went in thinking, I wonder how long I will last. <laughs> and... I watched the thing to the very end. Wow. And the very end is the best part. It, it is. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you structured it well. It, it is a long movie, but it kept my attention. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge success. I yeah, would just say, you know, congratulations <laughs> on that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, there are a lot more people who have probably better attention spans sure. than I do when it comes to that. But I, I'm kind of curious to know in the whole process here. What was the what was the greatest, or what were some of the greatest challenges you faced in in the making of it? Oh man! You know, from yeah. from the conception to the final sure. product. Sure, probably the biggest challenge was not having a home. You know, we because we traveled so much, it was really fun. But it's interesting because so many people have said to us, "Oh, that's our dream to just travel." Um, and there, there are a lot of great things about that. You know, we've seen, you know, we, we've been to all kinds of national monuments now that we never would have gone to. You know, <laughs> we've been to Mount Rushmore and to the Grand Canyon and all sorts of places. But it's really hard to not be surrounded by your friends and family that you're used to being surrounded by. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there is an aspect of it that became very lonely for our family. Even though we had each other, we didn't have our extended family and friends. And so that was difficult for us. I think uh, probably most difficult for our, our daughters because they they left their friends that they had known, you know, through their childhood, and so that was difficult for them. Um, that was probably the hardest thing. So you really had to keep the vision. We did strong. Like, we did. We're doing this. It's not easy. Yes. But this is the this is a mission. Right. Yes. Um, and then the the hardest thing really was that it took so long to finish the movie. And this was so interesting. We didn't know why it was taking so long. We never stopped production. God never put the brakes on production on the movie, but there kept, he kept putting kind of roadblocks and delays in the process of getting the movie out and finished. And we couldn't understand why for the longest time, but we knew that God's plan in his time was perfect and that we need not question that. So we just continued to just move forward and do what we were doing. And in the process, you know, we did an online conference. We started the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And in in we started out just to make a movie. God said, well, we're going to just build this whole ministry instead of just a movie. And so he really has built a whole homeschool ministry around Schoolhouse Rocked. And so that's part of why the delays, but really, as we look back now, we see that the de- delay was all about today. It's all about Parents now have their eyes and their hearts and their minds more open to homeschooling than they ever have ever in the history, I think, of America mm-hmm. because of COVID. And a lot of people have brought their kids home because, you know, of mask wearing or 
you know, some sort of mandate that they don't agree with, not realizing the benefits of homeschooling. And so they brought their kids home, maybe not for the reasons that we brought our kids home, but once they brought them home, they realized, oh, wow, I can actually do this. And wow, I actually really enjoy being with my children. And so it has been such such a blessing, um, as hard as it's been to wait the five years for the release of this movie. It's been a blessing to watch God provide through the whole thing and then to see it come out in his perfect timing. And we've now had numerous people say, this is the time. This is when this movie needs to be out. It's God's perfect time. And, and I certainly think that it is because parents are more willing to listen now than they were, I think, even two years ago. So the name, Schoolhouse Rocked, mm-hmm. this is, to me, kind of a double entendre. Because on one hand, you have this idea of rock, like mm-hmm. it rocks, right? which I don't really like this idiom because I don't really <laughs> like rock music at all, and I wish it didn't exist, uh-huh. but... You know, there is that thing like, it's rocking, right? right? So here we are, homeschooling, and we're we're rocking it. But there's also that other side of something is losing its foundation. It's being rocked. Mm -hmm. It's being disturbed. Like the whole institution of schooling in this country is being shaken a bit Mm -hmm. by this explosion of people that are deciding to keep their kids home for one of many or many of many possible reasons. Right. So was that accidental? Was it (laughs) intentional? I'm just curious, was there a thought process that led you to Schoolhouse Rocked as the the main title of the movie? You know, we we went into it really wanting the word revolution to be part of it. But but that didn't sound right, you know, homeschool revolution. Or I, it, you know, there were so many things that they just didn't, they just weren't catchy. And one day we were talking about the old cartoon Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, yeah. And I, we were in the car. I remember we were driving on the 14 freeway. And Garrett just said, uh, somehow it just came to his brain, you know, and he says, Schoolhouse Rock, Schoolhouse Rocked. And if you look at the cover of the movie, which was actually designed by Graham Pittman from the Searcy Institute, he's oh. an incredibly talented artist. Yeah, um, he designed the cover. And if you look at the cover, it is a um, a family up on a hill with the sun behind them, and it's a silhouette of this family. And it's mom, you know, I think a, a little girl on dad's shoulders, and then mom's, you know, and dad are holding a little girl's hand. And then off to the right of it is a schoolhouse. And the family is outside of the schoolhouse and they're standing up on this hill. And there's so much meaning to that because it's they've rocked the schoolhouse. The schoolhouse is no longer where they're doing school. They're now a family doing life, doing school together. And so, the you know, honestly, the, the name came, you know, I can as crazy as it sounds. I think the Lord just brought that name to us because it does have so many different meanings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really when you look at the picture of it, we've rocked the homeschool. The homeschool community has rocked the homeschool. And we are bringing revolution to education by getting outside of what we have always considered the norm and doing something that really is revolutionary. Excellent. So Yvette, our timekeeper has told us that we're running out of time here, but I just wanted to express my personal congratulations to you and to your husband and to your daughters for finally launching this two days from now. Please tell our listeners how they can go see this movie because because of COVID, so many theaters 
are not actually open anymore. Right. Yes, we had planned all along to do um, a nationwide theatrical release, but because of COVID um, and all the restrictions, we were not able to do that. And so we are doing a premium digital streaming. And so basically it's bringing the movie into your home. It's different than doing a, you know, Amazon or Netflix uh, download of a movie, but it's, it's basically bringing the theater into your home. And so people can go to Schoolhouse Rocked, R-O-C-K-E-D, schoolhouserocked.com. And there's a button right on the front page and they can buy tickets and they can choose a day in time that they would like to watch the movie and they can invite their friends and grandparents and neighbors over to their home and instead of taking everyone to the theater you can stay in your jammies and watch it in the comfort of your own home um, and watch it that way and then people can also do group showings as well so there's also an option to do that so if someone wants to get a group uh, you know maybe a co-op group or show it in their church or something like that they can also do group showings as well. So is this limited to November 12th, or does this going on for a few days, weeks, months, years? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it is not limited to November 12th. This will go on um, for several months. The di- The premium digital streaming, um, people will have the option to uh, stream it for a few months, and then eventually it will come out in DVD after the new year. And then eventually after DVD, it will come out on streaming media, uh, which then, of course, will be you know Amazon, Netflix, things like that. So, so right now, this is the only way to watch it is through the premium digital streaming. Um, and then if, several months from now, DVDs will come okay. out. Okay. And, and it's something that, of course, we, we want to support this. Yeah, um, thank you. And I know I've been on your podcast mm-hmm. a couple times. Yep. <laughs> uh, had a great, great conversations. And some of the other folks you've interviewed just fascinating yes. stuff. So uh, people can also look at your podcast. Yes. And then you have some conference. We did a conference. That you did? You yeah, know? that was about a year and a half ago. It was the Homegrown Generation Conference. Um, it was an online conference. It was actually before COVID. So it was before everyone was doing online everything. And um, it was really neat because we had a large number of our cast members as speakers for that conference. And it was a live virtual conference. And so the audience got to actually hear everyone speak live and then could ask questions, you know, uh, and our recordings of that still available. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. They can actually get that um, on everything is on the website. Everything is at schoolhouserocked.com. They can find the podcast there. We um, air a new episode every week, actually a three part episode. So we have three episodes each week, the movie and uh, homegrown generation. They can go back and watch that as well. We would be remiss to fail to say that I met you again a year ago, mm-hmm. and I joked and said, so where are you living? And right. said, well, we're not really <laughs> sure. And I kind of pitched the idea of Tulsa. Right. And here you are uh, living in Tulsa. You dragged us and, here. <laughs> uh, Garrett's been sharing his expertise yeah. in film with some of our projects. And I'm just going to be very excited to see what the Lord brings next to you and your family, to let you use your time and talents accordingly, uh, because this this has been a delightful thing, but I'm sure you you are happy to reach the end of we the are. whole process. <laughs> and, and then it's what's been like next? the world's longest pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Which you wouldn't understand personally, uh, uh, but you I uh, have daughters. Right. I've watched them long and pregnancies. Have a wife. <laughs> yeah. So yes, we we are we are very excited to birth this baby and um, and we're excited to be here in Tulsa. We absolutely love it here. Um, so we 
This is, this is home for us now. We Super. Well, thanks for joining us yeah, today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcasts. Here you can also find show notes and relevant links from today's broadcast. One last thing. Would you mind going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast? This really helps other smart, caring listeners like you find us. Thanks so much.